RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. The following segment contains strong language that may be offensive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Anz Haynes is owner of My Barber in Rotorua. And uh, we thought we'd get him on our program here at Reality Check Radio to share his story. And that story, his story, is of challenging WorkSafe on historical COVID fines of up to, get this, $48,000. Anz refused to follow vaccine passport rules when businesses were required to comply with these government mandates or face closure. Remember the dark days? He kept his business open and didn't ask customers for their COVID passports. And uh, Ants joins us to tell us more about this. I'd say you're a bit of a bit of a hero, Ants. Oh, yep. <laughs> Take us back to when all this kind of um, happened, because it's it's, <laughs> it's taking me back. It's like a bit of a one of those sort of horrible flashbacks. So remind us what what was imposed on you as a business back then, and we'll take it from there. Well, first and foremost, the uh, WorkSafe come through, you know, it was all coming on the old um, rubbish media that um, these um, traffic light systems and um, vaccine passports and that were coming up. Uh, the WorkSafe guys come in and, you know, uh, I had other guys working in the shop cutting hair, but they weren't wearing masks. So I can't remember. That was, this is like when they just started doing the old um, – um, just the social distancing and all that sort of crap. So they came in and sorry about my language, but they, they no, came in right. and told me that you haven't got your mask on your, your boys haven't got your mask on. I said, well, I, I didn't want to wear a mask. I didn't have to wear a mask. So that was the start of it all. To be real honest, they had it. They said someone had rung in and said that they were worried about me not wearing a mask. Oh, so, so someone had dobbed you in. So this is your classic dobbing in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow, follow the narrative, and you know, do what's good for the country, keep everyone safe, and this and that. But yeah, we all know what's going on now, and exactly what I was telling everyone back then as well. No, absolutely. So these uh, WorkSafe, what couple of guys was it that turned up at your premises? Were they? Yep. I'm always interested in in this kind of question. Were they just going through the motions, or were they were they true believers? I don't know, way. Eh? I think they were just doing their what they were told to do. Yeah, they must have you felt know. a bit bit sheepish and foolish, though. Did that come across at all? Yeah, uh, yeah. The first two guys, I think they the the first two gentlemen that come told me about the masks. Yeah, they they didn't come back after that. After I sort of said nah, nah, and yeah. I but had been cutting one of them for ages, so he knew who I was who I was <laughs> and stuff, you know. Yeah. So he okay. didn't end up coming back, but then this other joker turns up, and he's the one who started dropping the fines on me. So there was about four different people I've had to deal with in WorkSafe. The last time was a Sheila. I, I didn't even, I never seen her, and they brought the police. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. So I, I sent the policeman off to get trespassing notices for them. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it it turns out that none of this was legally enforceable anyway. As I understand nah, it, nah, nah. Well, from the get go, my gut instincts, and you know, I, I I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I was man, man. My gut instincts were saying, man, don't do this. You know, it's a sort of, it was sort of like in Revelations, the mark of the beast. You won't be able to sell, buy, or trade. You know, and that's the same scenario we got set up with with that whole thing. So, 
Yeah, nah. That's man. an interesting point you make because, yeah, without that QR code for access on the door, yeah, many people, well, they felt they couldn't do business. Yeah. But how are we supposed to survive? We didn't ask for COVID to come into the country. We didn't ask for, for, you know, for this. You know, they kept the borders open through through the through the whole pandemic. They were letting people in from India, where the where the Delta variant originated from. So we didn't ask for any of this, mate. They they letting everyone come in. They let sixty four. 64 DJs in and the Wiggles, and they barred yeah. pregnant women from giving yeah, birth to yeah, their yeah, Kiwi yeah. pregnant women giving birth to their children in their country. So that's yeah. the, the madness that was going on. Yeah. Okay. Man. So tell us about how the the fines started to to be loaded up on you. Um, I get to work in the morning, and there's um something like an envelope had been slid under the door. It wasn't like posted or anything or oh, personal delivery personal delivery and then um that's when i got in touch with liz lambert and said look man I, i've told these dudes to to pretty much piss off and and i'm not complying with any of their their rules and regulations and she said no no that's good keep going and then i sent her the fines and then um you know we've just been ticking them up Liz Lambert, she, she's a lawyer, right? And she was giving out quite a bit of advice. Uh, I remember hearing her in podcasts. I think yeah. she helped out a lot of people because it, she gave Man, them confidence she's a legend. to she's resist, a legend, right? Lady. Gave confidence to resist. Yeah. Okay. So you'd think you'd think now it would be all over, you know, because the madness. Well, well everyone else has, everyone else has moved on, eh, mate? You know, everyone else is getting on with their everyday life. They don't have monkeys on their back like uh, there's, there were seven of us in the country at the time who stood up against their narratives and their fines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's only seven. Seven well, in the whole country. I was, that was a shock, mate. Only seven, and you're one of them. Wow, okay. Yeah. So yeah. what are your what's your gut opinion feeling towards all those who did comply? Were they gutless? Were they um, was it the fear? I mean – uh, yeah, well, definitely fair factory. I, I said to my wife, "Look, we we we've got a mortgage. You know, we we've worked hard to get our, our business up and running. She was she was studying six years of early childcare because uh, I got her pregnant a couple of times. My bad, but um, no. she she sold she she soldiered through, and then um, we built up this lifestyle, brought our family house, and raising our kids, and life was good. And then COVID turns up, and then she gets mandated out of her job because she was ECE teacher. So, oh dear. So we had to go eight months with barely any income. You know, you get the little handout from the government or whatever they were doing, giving women uh, money. They didn't have a way to everyone to survive through it. But um, yeah, it was hard, mate. It was real rough. And a lot of, a lot of other people done it to keep their houses and, and their livelihood. I said to my wife, I'm not scared if we lose any of this. It's only materialistic stuff. Our health is way more important. We will, we'll find somewhere to live. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wonder how, how many people were under that sort of pressure and didn't sort of hang together. Uh, man, the whole world, the whole world, you know, it's all yeah. around the world. It, but in our little little town and city, it definitely divided a lot of people. Um, man, the shop's not what it used to be. A lot of people who had got the, the jab now, I think, are a little bit embarrassed and a little bit, you know, I was getting – uh, messages saying I was a Nazi, a racist. Uh, really? Um, I'm going to have blood on my hands. 
you should be done, you should this and you should that, you're this, you're man, oh. from people that I thought I um were family, you know. This is know? what a lot of us found out, right? Yeah. Who who, who their true colours, man. Yeah, the, the uh the yeah, the, the great filtering process. As I understand it, you've been to court twice responding to summonses, is that correct? Yes, yes, yeah. Twice I've been to court. What happened? <laughs> The first time was on the eleventh of man. I'm not sure. I, I might give my don't don't quote me on my dates, man. As so yep. much happened, I think it was July the eleventh. I had to go in. So we went in, and um, me and Liz were waiting around at the registrar office. That's then, Liz uh, Lambert again, up. is it? Yeah, yeah. Liz yep. is legend. She's been coming down. She's had my back from day one. Wow. And then she's okay. um. She's, so so we were up in the courthouse waiting around, and um. Man, we there was a few supporters for me there, so it was about 20, 30 people. We packed out the little courthouse, and then the uh, registrar, registry, registrar come up and um, said to us, "We're not going to be seen. We need to come downstairs." So we went downstairs. They told us that we needed to fill out a dispute form against the fines before we saw the judge. So Liz, we filled those out. This is the eleventh, so that was a Tuesday. Yep. Liz brings me on the Saturday was the 15th. Liz said to me, Ants, can you ring up the courthouse to see where our papers are heading so we can make sure they get there so we can get in front of a judge? So I rang up on the 17th. This is the Monday asking for uh, asking the courthouse if the paperwork had been filed or sent. And he goes, no, no, you got caught on the 27th. So that was that was the next week. So um Okay. This comes back down from Auckland again. She's giving me all the paperwork. This time we're actually sitting in the in the courtroom watching all these drunk drivers and that just be processed like a bloody um, man. It was disgusting. It was just like uh, clockwork, you know, like boom, boom, stamping, you know, like, giving like people a these sausage, and stuff. sausage machine. Man, it was terrible, bro. I couldn't believe, man. Drunk driving is expensive these days, bro. Man, it's expensive these. How, how much days. are they being fined? Man, like five grand plus you had to get the uh, enabling kit put on your, you know, the breathalyzer thing on your car and you had to get that installed and pay a bond. And, oh, bro, man, we're in, in the hardest time of our lives. And then, man, dudes are getting smashed with this sort of stuff too, bro. A lot of them probably can't afford to, to pay anyway. I yeah, so anyway, we, yep. we, we get there and then um the registry magistrate comes up again and said, oh, you won't be seen today too. You missed your last court date. And I was going, hey, the 11th. No, we turned up. She goes, no, no. You had caught on the 16th. And that was the Sunday. I was like, hey, when do we go? Sunday. And in Auckland. I was like, what? So this is the sort of stuff we're we're having. So the left and the right hand don't know what's going on, it sounds like. Nah, it's like they don't want the smoke because they know that they've stuffed up and they. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's real strange, man. They, like I was ringing up every week just to see if I had a court date because I, you know, if you don't turn up, they're going to come and get you. And then, Oh man, it's like, bro, I've been to court. That's what I told the bailiff. That's why he was pretty um, lenient. You know, he wasn't, a wasn't being a dick as some of these fellas flex their muscle and try to be tough guys or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he was real cool. I, I give my head off to Keith, Keith, the bailiff shot brother, man, man, love yeah. bro. He's good dude. Okay, so so where does that leave you with the court right now? Um, in limbo, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I linked up with a guy, Vinay. Liz put me on to him. He works for um, Mackenzie Friend, 
um, I believe Steve Oliver, who's got the MMA gym in Auckland, yeah, he's going a different route to us where he's having to pay a lawyer. And man, poor dude, bro, he has to pay. He's already been fined. I, th- I don't get. I, I don't know his numbers officially, but I heard it's more than me. But he's having to pay the same amount just about to have a lawyer to help him through this case, bro. Well, that's how how you get punished, even if you're innocent. Yeah, and and the like the McKenzie friend, they give you. Um, they can sort of guide you through what to do. So I'm going to go that route. And that's cost me six grand, you know, and that's just to get off the fines. We have to pay again to do the counterclaim. So poor Stephen Oliver is going to have to try and fund up more money to go through that. You know, the poor dude. Yeah. yeah he, man, it sucks. And, it, you know, I've spoken to maybe two or three of the other seven out of the seven that were fined. And, you know, um, they're all doing their different sort of approaches. But yep. we need to come together as a collective because if we go as a, a group collective, I guess, then we can do the counter claim altogether. Yep. Yeah. But, but, bro, it's been like two years of, of um, mental, bro, it's bullying, bro. Like, it's extortion, really. Like, Yeah, these- well, that was the whole thing. It was bullying. It was next-level bullying, actually. It was like having a sociopath attacking us all the time. Um, yeah, and they weren't expecting us to push back. I think they weren't expecting. You know, some bullies get there just when someone stands up to them. They're not, and hey, the, ants, they're not very bright. Okay. Nah, they're not, bro. They're, they're not, not very bro. smart. I'm sorry. Okay, where do they get 48K for as, as you know, the, the amount of fines? How does that come together? It was 4000 for one thing and then sixteen or oh, 12 for something else. I haven't got my paperwork. I sent it all up to Vinay up in Auckland. He's got all my stuff on me. I wish I had it so I could yep. read it with you and share it with you properly, but yeah. So are you sort of forming the impression, the feeling that, that they're sort of kicking you around within the system, delay, delay, because they kind of don't want to go there with you. So they're sort of leaving it flapping in the wind. At some point, though, Something has to happen. Do you think they will yeah. eventually try and get this money out of you, or oh, they they can do what they they can put me in jail, hang me up by my knees, put on my pants, flip my ball bag, whatever, bro. I'm not paying it. <laughs> I'm not paying it, mate. Yeah, yeah. You just give them, conjured up images of Jacinda Ardern there, sort of imposing a bit of discipline on you. It's not a it's not a happy thought. I'll tell um, you what, if she um if she had a beard and a Good chin. I wouldn't want to see you down a dark alleyway, mate. Straight up. Okay, so you are not going to play ball no matter what. Nah, nah. I don't feel I should, bro. I had we had you know. Then Chris Hipkins comes out on the news saying no one was forced. Yeah, I get that. You, no one was forced. No one was held down and jabbed with this fucking this this vaccine. But we were bullied and coerced, though. You know. So. Well, man. he did. Actually, he was lying. And I tell you why, because he personally refused exemptions, which forced that person. Well, there's people being, there was 11, I think there was 1,100 or something that got exemptions. Try 11,000, 11,000. Oh, where's these guys telling us? Why they, Why did you need exemption? And was he one of them? I don't know. I don't I didn't talk to him. But I no, I know, but you got to ask these questions, right? So. Oh, I, uh, wait, like, I, I we all know, you know, fuck, everyone going, oh, you're conspiracy theorist and you're mad and you're crazy. Bro, none of them got it. You can tell none of them got it. You don't see any of them dropping dead. I had like two customers in one day, their family members telling me two of my clients have passed away in the same day, bro. 17-year-old yeah. and, and my old mate. Sorry, a 17-year-old? Yeah, it's hard stop. 
come on, bro. 17, man. I know. 17 yours, bro. It's, it's, it's bullshit, bro. It makes me, it, it, I've have definitely had to learn to control my anger because it, it, it really, it hurts me, bro. And this is what I was scared of and what I didn't want to endure with discriminating is that I was scared of them. I was scared of losing my friends and my colleagues and my um, customers. Yeah. I, I, I was dreading it. And now it's happening. It's like you sort of pre conjured it up and it's come to fruition. You know, um, it's, it's real stink, bro. What was the reaction to customers when they realized that um, you weren't uh, enforcing any of this madness? Because um, you mentioned earlier on that, you know, you were dobbed in and people were kind of hating on you. But there must have been people who also thought, like yeah, I said yeah. at the start, yeah, you're a hero, like, that you were a hero. A lot of like-minded people, you know, and haircuts is, 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 for me, being a barber for as long as I have been, it's a mental health thing. You know, you have come in looking like a shaggy, woolly, fleeced up. You're not feeling good about yourself. As soon as yeah. you leave the barber shop, man, you're feeling good, man. I know. Even if it's a shit haircut, you still feel better. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, it's just part of grooming yourself, keeping yourself feeling good. Um, a, my, An old hairdresser of mine, and is, he is old because um, we're going about 40 years here, and I saw him recently, so he's into his um, early 70s now. He told me once. Never, and I've got long hair here, but I've never forgotten it. He said, people's bad energy ends up in their hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything in that? I don't know. I haven't got any static electricity shocks off anyone or anything no. like that. Bro. No, well, I mean, I got longish hair, and I, but I just, I, you know, I, I don't. Well, I think we're all bloody vain creatures, and, and I guess they, uh, their energy changes when they see themselves, like, like physically change in the mirror from you know, like yourself, yeah. you know. I reckon you'd you'd look pretty slick if you chopped the sides and back off. You know, you'd, you'd, <laughs> you'd, your whole appearance would change. You know, you'd, uh, you'd probably attract a whole different, um, you know, sort of woman or something. You know what I mean? Base. It's just the, yeah, yeah you it's right. You know, you get all your groupies around again, like the old days. You know, but okay. everyone's each to their own, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, all right. Um. What do you? You've got to give a little page too. I have seen that a um, couple yep, of yep. or three or so k in there. Okay, it's a long way off forty eight, but you don't want to give them any money anyway. That's really just to help you with the. Yeah, no, this is just for my legal help to get yeah. me through the um, uh, what do you call it? The, for to to pay for my McKenzie friend to to give me yeah. some advice and some some guidance if that's the case yeah i'm not even worried bro i i um that's kind of stink because you know vanay's on on my side and that but it's um yeah you're just paying to tell someone the story and they're just gonna tell you what to say to it, it it's oh it's fucking money is ugly thing bro it's bullshit okay so um how's business now hence no nah, it's dead out there bro Everyone's oh, okay. struggling, bro. It's dead out here, man. All the small why, why is that? Dead. No one's no one's got money. Um, I think a lot of lot of people are sick. Oh, really? A lot of people are does a bar. You know, there's a there's a few people out there with their vaccine injuries, bro. You can see them. Um, I think a lot of people are maybe a little bit ashamed. Of, you know, it's just no one's out there like they used to be, bro. The streets ah. were packed. That's man, it's spot the person some days. Yeah, well, I noticed uh, where I am that traffic flows are quite thin, thinner than they mm. used to be, and I don't know how much you can put on that. Is that the kind of thing you, you're noticing? 
Yeah, like before COVID, bro, it was it was bubbly, and then now it's there's just no fizz anywhere. It's just all deadline. That's stink. Then you got a lot of the streets are full of a lot of mental health people in Otoro. You know, they dropped off all these homeless people during the the, 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 the motels, right? Yeah, man. Tanya Tapsel's just um, I think she's you know worked worked something out where they're not going to be used for um emergency housing, but we can get tourism back, but. Man, our streets are you know, a lot of. There's still a lot of homeless people around, bro, and and there's a lot of mentally mentally, you know, sick people, bro, and and they do funny stuff sometimes when you're when you're not out there and you don't see it. You know, people are gonna stay away from town because you yeah. know we know how to deal with it. We see it on a daily basis. But Boy, that's... you joke blogs with your family and your kids. You don't want to see that. You know what I mean? That's sad, isn't it? It's sad. It, it is, bro, and this is what Rotorua is dealing with. It's got a high crime rate as it is. We've got a lot of gangs and stuff. The gangs are good people. Yes, there's a lot of good people in the gangs in the in the community and stuff like that. But it, 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 it's um, if you're not on the street, you don't understand what's going on. That you just judgmental of what you're being told and seen. But do you think the ga- do you think the gang members took the you know what? Yeah, well, I think that was Labor's one of Labor's big things was to. Um, all the political parties, even the Maori party, bro. I was, you know, they were they were bloody leading leading the, you know, they put the carrot out and bro, anything for free, anyone's gonna jump on it, bro. Mm, yeah, KFC. Yeah, yeah, KFC, a lollipop or whatever, you know, TV. That's that's coercion, bro. That's and you know, all these political bloody members were were to blame for that, bro. They all dirty of it. So yeah, fucking. Okay, so business not what it used to be. You've got nah. that forty-eight k hanging over, hovering there, but you're not going to pay it. And it sounds like it's going to. Here's a prediction: it's it's going to peter out, isn't it? Because surely, as every day goes on, and the madness, you know, a, a reflection on the madness becomes, um, um, I guess, more twenty twenty vision. You know, uh, people are starting to see it for what it was in greater numbers. It's best just to bury these things. For the um, for the authorities, wouldn't you say? Nah, nah, bro, nah. Don't you think they'll still it. come come at you? Follow through, follow through. The law is there to protect us, you know. God, God put the laws of, of the land, you know. And if that's the problem with these jokers, you know, they they want to they want to give us fines and push us around. Yeah, but they follow made it through. up, ants. They made it up. Well, well, that's their problem. That's not. I don't make anything up. I'm just going off what they they've they've come at oh, me. So with. you're saying go all the way. Let's see what happens. Bring it on. Yeah, man. Why not? What yeah. have we got to lose? I've got nothing to lose. These got these guys are all funded from the government. They can spend millions overseas for wars. That's not our problem. Look after your people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Work safe. But you, 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 no one came in with PPE gears, swabbing all the surfaces to see if there was traces of COVID. Huh. Yeah, they were just making it up. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, pretty much. And and you know, the the more you paint them out to be what they were doing, it, it's you know, it, it was a nasty trick. Yep. Okay, so if people want to give to give a little, it's giveallittle.co.nz forward slash cause forward slash my battle with WorkSafe, and that's yep. how people can get to that. I'm sure there'll be a few of our listeners interested in doing that. We would like to stay updated, ants. So. Let us know how it goes, and if there are any major developments, we can we can have another chat. Um, but uh, 
Don't hold your breath, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. And next time I'm through Rotorua, maybe I'll pop in for a, a chat and a cut, let's say. Yeah, man, come. That would be cool. I'll, yeah. I'd like to Charge meet you Charge me full price. I know that you need the business. That's okay. That's all um, good. you got to give a give. Just look after the community, man. You know, there's, there's a lot of people out there in hardship, bro. You know, it's just... Love each other, man. Be be people nicer to each. Be kind, the real kind. Yeah, this yeah. Other shit. Be real kind. You know? Yeah, yeah. Be not real the false, kind, bro. Not, not the false fake sort. Kind. Nah. All right, Ant Haynes, owner of My Barber in Rotorua. Thanks for coming on RCR, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll catch up some time, not too far away again. But uh, great to talk to you. Yeah, same to you, Paul. Man, nice meeting you, babe. It's cool. Thank you very much for your time. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.